Hello and welcome to The Advice Show. From industry scoops to practice management, this podcast will give UK and global insights into the financial planning profession. I'm Zach, a reporter at NMA, and this week we're deep diving into the failed investment scheme Blackmore Bond. Last week, Panorama released the billion pound savings scandal, a story focusing on Blackmore Bond. Joining me is the journalist who investigated the scheme and featured in the documentary, NMA's deputy editor, Jack Gilbert. Hi, Jack. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for the, the intro. No worries. No worries at all. No worries at all. I understand you've become something of a celebrity since the documentaries. Yeah. I mean, there's been, you know, there's been lots of autograph signing, people recognizing me on the street, et cetera. So normal, normal, normal stuff. Normal stuff. No, no, no. I mean, it's been, we, I, one thing I would say, just huge thanks to anyone, everyone who's kind of messaged me since the, the film. I had some loads of nice messages um some really good feedback i mean on on the flip side also had some kind of quite harrowing messages as well from other people who've been scammed and kind of keen for their um failed investment scheme to to be investigated as well so i've had um a really big reaction you know on social media and and, and some really um some powerful messages as well come through since since the film came out yeah that can only be good um firstly just for listeners who haven't seen the documentary could you just briefly explain what happened with blackmore bond so yeah, well, the, the film, the, the billion pound savings scandal, it was a, it was a panorama. Um, the focus of the film, which was an hour long, um, was really about Blackmore Bond, which was a mini bond scheme, uh, which collapsed in, in 2020 um, with leaving investors with 46 million pounds of losses. And there was 2000 investors. At the time, it was one of a number of you know failed mini bond schemes. There were loads of these schemes getting promoted kind of around 2019, 2018. Um, London Capital and Finance was probably the the, the, the big one that, that, that blew up as well. So it was just one of a number of these um, investments that, that collapsed and failed. Um, and, and the film basically followed um, investors, campaigners, whistleblower, and me as a journalist, investigating what happened with Blackmore Bond, where the money went, how they lost all this money, um, and then also um, one of the whistleblowers, it follows that his story and how he kind of raised concerns with the FCA about the firm, the unregulated or the regulated firm that was promoting the, the Blackmore Bond. Um, and he, he flagged these concerns to the FCA in 2017, 2018, and nothing, nothing happened. The FCA didn't, didn't, didn't act to close the firm down. It was an appointed representative for a year, this firm. So it was yeah. unregulated. Then it became regulated as an appointed representative, I think in 2018. Um, so, so there's a lot of scrutiny on the FCA in the film and, and their failure to act over the Blackmore bond, as well as the introducer that was promoting it. Um, you mentioned there that um, after the documentary was released, you received some quite harrowing um, messages from victims of new potential scams um, and, and, you know, new potential things that might have gone wrong. Um, but you actually went and met, you know, in the document, in the film, we see you meeting a few of the victims. What was that experience like? I mean, um, you know, it's very clear that, you know, you know, these victims um, have in many cases invested pensions and life savings. Um, so what was that experience like emotionally just to go out and meet, you know, the people you'd been reading about for so long? Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough. Um, it was it was uh, it was a really tough, but kind of important experience to do. Um, so in the film, um, I follow Mahendra, who's one of the investors. I interview him in, in Stevenage um, and then we drove to the site where um, one of the property developments the Blackmore Bond should have built um, should have been, and it was nothing there. It was just a car park. Um, so that was obviously you know quite a shocking moment in the film when we just saw this car park um, where they said they were going to build these luxury flats, and obviously nothing ever was built. Um, 
So we follow Mahendra's story again. You know, he kind of um, he was a former accountant, um, and he became um, he led an investors group, and he kind of became obsessed with finding out what happened with um, Blackmore Bond, where the money went, investigating what was going on. Um, so he was taking a really active approach. Um, I also met the Stevens, um, Paul Paul Stevens and his wife, um, and that was a really upsetting story because he he both unbelievably nice people really nice couple um really really friendly um and and clearly you know lots of friends um and um and he did really well at work but he was forced to take an early retirement because of ill health um he had some bad bad health news a couple of years ago um and and that kind of happened well he he used his early retirement uh, pension to invest in blackmore bond um, and not only that, his father-in-law also invested on the on kind of the back of him investing in the first place, um, and and that kind of happened at the same time as that the health deteriorated. So they were clearly really distressed by the situation, um, really upset. So that was you know that was a really um, tough thing to see, um, and that that was you know it shows you the, the damage these things can do. And then the third victim I met a woman called um, Linda again. Um, and, and she had invested, um, she says she invested in Blackmore Global and, uh, she was a care worker. She was in her sixties and basically she, she, because of the money she'd lost, she was, she was being having to force to, to carry on working. Um, and you could see that she, you know, had no financial experience. She, she really wasn't suited to any kind of investing in any kind of high risk yeah. or complicated, um, scheme, um, and, it was really distressing to see, you know, the damage it done to her because she'd had to keep keep on working because of, of the money she'd lost. Um, so I think, you know, all those meetings I met, uh, made through, through making the film um, and the people I got to know, it just shows you how much damage these things can do um, and, and the kind of impact it has on people's lives. And I think, you know, obviously it's got the financial damage, but I think the emotional and the, and the mental health side of things is, is often worse. Yeah, People feel, you know, they they let people down. They feel ashamed, embarrassed, humiliated. Um, so so from that side of things, it's you can see the huge damage these things do. And I think you know I wrote a piece afterwards, and I think you know it's easy to kind of look at these things as just a numbers numbers game. You know this is how big the scheme was, but each number is you know one person who's had their lives kind of ripped apart by one of these investment schemes. So it's it was really distressing to see. The stories but it, it really brings home you know how important it is that these things are stopped that the fca get things right and that they're that, that we kind of move to a place where that they're, they're not happening anymore because yeah. they're, they're, because of the damage they do did it make you quite angry seeing it in person yeah i mean it, it did and i think that that comes across in the film that you know that john robbins is one of the the other investors who the film follows and he was um he worked he was in the army many years and he was you can see visibly angry of what happened here um and and the, the the first scene in the film is him kind of um outside um i think philip nunn's house looking at this like lovely mansion he's got <laughs> yeah. and and you know he's complaining that you know he's he's he can't he's got nothing you know he's 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 lost all this his life savings because of blackmore philip nunn was one of the directors of blackmore and um so you know th- there is a lot of anger there and you can see why. Yes, of course. And of course, you know, these sums of money as well, it doesn't just affect the individuals, it affects their families as well hugely. 
Um, so you mentioned there, you know, the 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 varied nature of the victims. You know, um, Mahendra was himself a former accountant, um, so it can be easy to dismiss, you know, how um, how these things can get um, perpetuated quite easily. Um, do you have any, from your investigations, do you have any red flags or anything investors should particularly look out for when they're investing in certain schemes? Well, I, I think, you know, something the film does get across is the, the importance of looking for regulated, FCA regulated investments. Um, I mean, the FCA themselves, since the film's come out, have kind of come out and said, you know, we couldn't do much with Blackmore because it was an unregulated investment. Um, and while that's true to an extent, the promotional material was approved by a regulated company. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the introducers had appointed representative status um, for about a year. Um, so there were regulated firms involved. Um, but I think it, it does kind of hammer home the importance of getting a financial advisor, getting an FCA regulated financial advisor, um, because then people do have the access to, you know, they, they have security there from from fscs compensation scheme you know they have they, they are they're operating a space that is you know governed by the fca 100 percent. so when things go wrong they've got that protection there i think that there are you know huge problems here and paradoxes because people aren't going out to say you know financial advisors aren't going out to try and win you clients saying oh by the way you know if this all goes wrong if the investments i recommend go wrong you can just claim on the fscs that just doesn't happen um, and I think that a big problem as well is that, and this was kind of in the film, that people don't understand the difference between what regulated and unregulated means, um, which means that, you know, firms operating in the space, there's, there's a grey window, uh, there's, there's a lot of grey there. Um, so it's, it's really difficult for the public to understand, you know, what the difference is. Um, and I think another thing that has been discussed afterwards is the FCA have kind of said, yeah, Blackmore wasn't regulated, so it wasn't really our job to to investigate the scheme. But there's been plenty of other investments, um, like London Capital and Finance, which is a regulated firm that have gone wrong, um, and uh, and the FCA has not acted. So it's 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 a difficult space to be in. Um, but I think certainly, you know, something that the film has has really got across is just the importance of getting financial advisors, FCA regulated financial advisors. It's so important that people in the public, the public kind of get that message really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're new to investing, it can be easy to think that everything's regulated. And of course that's completely not true. Um, so also I just want to touch about, um, you went to the Isle of Man in the film um, to look for, you know, um, <laughs> to look for the source of Blackmore's offices and things. Um, how did that go? Um, I understand you also met the Financial Services Authority there um, who were actually aware of it. Yeah, so the, the, one of the scenes in the film, it was only quite a short scene, but we, we flew over, flew, flew in a little propeller plane um, to, to the Isle of Man. Um, it was a lovely sunny day, like beautiful day in London. And then as soon as we got over the... Um, the Irish Sea towards the Isle of Man, it just absolutely pouring with rain, like sideways wind. While you were in the plane. While we were in the plane, right. thought the plane was gonna crash on the okay. way in. Uh, and it rained whole day, apart from about five o'clock, it event sun eventually came out. And I really appreciate made me appreciate how difficult filming in the rain is. I spent a lot of the day kind of sitting inside a cafe waiting for it to stop raining. Um, it's a bit like my old cricket days, really. Um, so yeah, we had this this day in the Isle of Man, and, and the reason for going there was the two directors behind Blackmore Bond, um, Philip Nolan and Patrick McCreesh, also ran another investment called Blackmore Global, 
which was an, another unregulated investment, but this was an offshore one, um, and it was it was registered in the Isle of Man. Um, so this was live. This was going on, um, you know, up to this year, um, and I, you know, had to kind of part of the film. We looked we looked into what was going on with Blackmore Global. Um, the the scene in Isle of Man, we go to meet the um, the financial services regulator out there, who. Um, the press officer kind of explained uh, why they issued a warning about Blackmore Global. Um, so we, we discussed that. We also went to Blackmore Global's offices or where their offices should have been registered, where offices were registered. Um, and we went inside and, and there was quite a few offices there. Uh, and someone explained to us how effectively um, the corporate service provider um, who was who basically provided like the secretarial stuff? They answer the phones, do the post, actually provide like the, the company's house stuff that, that all companies need to kind of doing some of the the, the, the admin um, for Blackmore Global. That the Blackmore Global directors had stopped paying them, so they, they hadn't paid them their, their fees for doing their corporate services work. Um, so they actually resigned um, uh, like a year before. The, that scheme collapsed. Um, so that was quite a telling experience because what it showed was, A, that they were never there at their offices where they said they were supposed to be, and B, that they weren't even paying the people who were doing the, the corporate services yeah. work for them, which was quite shocking. And then in the film, um, there's another scene where I um, where we, we, get, we go to the high court in London um, and there's a court order made against Blackmore Global to wind the company up so the, the that 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 company that investment it was an investment company that vehicle also collapsed so that's kind of a bit of a bit of news which the film reveals that had another about 17 million at least invested into it um and so that was another you know failed investment scheme from the from the same directors of blackmore bond um, and i guess it just shows you that you know these guys often it's not just one it's it's multiple multiple schemes they're involved in yeah, and um, you know Philip Nunn had a track record himself of, of other schemes before Blackmore as well, which I think was touched on in the film. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you as well um, what you make of the reaction. There's been quite a reaction since the documentary came out um, from uh, you know everyone reviewing it, and there's been the FCA has been under fire a lot. Um, but yeah, were you expecting such a reaction um, when the, when the document when before the documentary was released? Um, because you know it was it was quite a marked change. Um, from before and after yeah i was i mean i thought there would be quite a big reaction to it i think that the reaction i've got was probably what i expected and what the film kind of gets across there's lots of criticism of the fca um and there's lots of kind of questions about like how how could this happen um is what a lot of people told me subsequently the fca um have been quite uh defensive since the film and in the statement they gave to Panorama, basically saying that you know Blackmore Bond was an unregulated investment, which was true, um, and and saying that they did act on one of the introducers and um, promoting it because they they shared some intelligence with the police. They also gave Mark Stewart also gave an interview to the Sunday Times on Sunday, kind of defending the FCA, um, and he basically says that you know because the scheme was un unregulated, there was not much they could do. And, you know, if people want to be protected from these kinds of investments, then the government needs to change legislation to make these inv investments um, regulated. Right. He also says that um, it was only about 2% of the total invest in Blackmore came from 
the introducer um, who was promoting it, who the FCA, um, which was the what the whistleblowing uh, intelligence was um, in the film about. Um, so he, he's you know he's quite defensive about the FCA's position. Um, I think that though <laughs> the FCA is, is in a tricky position um, with this because I think it's just come on top of other failed investments, other failed schemes. So London Capital and Finance was another really big one. And that company was FCA regulated. So it's dropped the ball on on times when there's been FCA regulated firms as well as unregulated ones. Um, so I think the FCA will continue to to get criticism. I think that it's 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 kind of in it's in a tough position at the moment. When Panorama contacted Blackmore Bonds directors for comment, Philip Nunn declined to comment and Patrick McCreesh said the following. He denied any wrongdoing and said the Blackmore bond was a potentially profitable, properly run business. He said the risks of investing were fully explained, vulnerable people were not targeted, and Blackmore had stopped working with the sales company, which had been reported to the FCA. Mr. McCreesh also admitted some business decisions were not right and apologised. He said he has suffered hardship and insists, as a director, he always acted properly and in the best interests of the business. The FCA statement said, We sympathise with investors who lost money through Blackmore. However, it is not true that we failed to act. Our powers were limited, as Blackmore was not a regulated firm and the issuing and distribution of mini-bonds isn't a regulated activity. But we did take action where we could, including sharing intelligence with other agencies as early as 2017. Jack, thank you so much for coming on. This is a really significant story, which, as we've explained, is so important to so many people. I think that's it for this week's uh, episode of The Advice Show. I've been Zach Sharif. Please join us next week for our next episode. <laughs> Thank you.